Tanya Byrne. Welcome back to the show here at Core 1031 Fitness. So glad that you're here. Today we're going to do another episode of Question of the Day. This is where uh, I get DMs, emails, text messages, questions from clients who ask questions, um, things that they're struggling right now that I love to answer. So today's question is, how do I handle ravenous eating? Uh, that's huge and that's very common for a lot of people to struggle with. I know I have. Um, it's kind of like you get so ravenous so you keep eating and then you're eating and eating and eating and nothing's satisfying you. You know you should stop eating because what's the point? You're not getting full but you can't stop because you're hungry and all these emotions come into play and you know better not to keep eating but you still do, right? Like raising my hand. I've done this multiple times. And so I had somebody reach out saying, how do I handle this? Because it keeps happening what is going on? Like, I know better. I know what I should be doing, but I keep eating like this, like uncontrollably. So here's a couple of things I'm going to go over. I'm going to explain what is actually going on when you ravenously eat and what to do about it. The best plan to start implementing like right now. Um, so a couple of things. Number one, take time to reflect. Okay, if you're in that situation where you just feel that urge to eat and you find yourself maybe in the middle of it and you're ravenously eating... Take a step back and just reflect, okay, is this the cause of emotions? Like, am I stressed out? Is it that time of the month? Am I bored? Like, what's really causing me? Is it an emotional state of mind that's causing me to not even process it and just go straight towards food? You know, is it de- dehydration? You know, it could be, hey, take a, take a step back and ask, did I take any, like, sip of water the last 30 minutes to an hour? And if you haven't, you're probably dehydrated, right? Maybe it's meal spacing. Maybe you went way too long not eating anything to the point where your body's like cranked up the hunger meter and is like, let's eat right now. So just know that ravenous eating, it stems from something. And it's your job to take a step back and ask the question, what's really going on here? Because once you ask that question, your brain will come up with a really good answer and then you can navigate through that. Okay, so let's say it's number one, it's it's emotions. Maybe you're stressed or bored. You've got to find alternative, um, alternate solutions, if I can say that word right. <laughs> um, because when for stressed or bored, it's so common to fill up that space or distract ourselves with food. Like that's a no brainer. It's like right there in front of our face. We could easily get it, but that's not the solution. We need to find out what's really going on. So if we're stressed out, well, go handle it. What's going to cause you to de-stress? Sometimes like we keep thinking about, oh my gosh, I got to send out that email. I got to send out that email and you're stressing over it. Just go and do it. Get it done. Get it over with. Make that phone call. Send out that email. Go clean that room. Go to the store, go run some errands, whatever you got to do, just go handle it. Because the sooner you do, the better you're going to feel. Maybe you're stressed out uh, about work or a a family situation, and maybe you just need to talk it out. So maybe it's go talking it out with a a friend, a counselor, a pastor, someone just, you just need to get something off your chest, maybe a therapist, um, whatever you, you need. There's so many resources for that. There's so many groups and blogs and everything that you can possibly find. So maybe sometimes just getting it off your chest helps out a lot. Or maybe, you know, if you're stressed out, maybe it's just a matter of letting it go. I mean, a lot of times we kind of get ourselves in this situation. It's because we won't let go of something that happened like five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And it's just eating us alive. 
it's not bringing us any value and we've got to just make peace with what is and just move on with the future. So I hope that makes sense. So if it's emotional state, deal with it, handle it, talk it out, find a counselor or, or let it go, journal. You know, you got to find out how to resolve the stress over consuming food because food's not going to be the answer and you're just going to be mad at yourself that you just ate all this food and you're still stressed out. Okay, if it's boredom, like if that's the emotional, I got nothing else to do. Trust me, go walk around your house and you're going to find something to do. Something needs to be remodeled, repainted, moved around, thrown out, organized. Stay busy in that aspect. Um, Maybe it's just a matter of getting out of the house. Like you need to go grocery shopping or, um, you know, finish those emails or whatever it is. Go learn to be productive over leaning on food as your comfort or as a way to pass time okay that's that's huge and it's it's hard because when we're in that state of mind we're just it's just so easy it's like our brain is like on autopilot we're bored we go eat we're stressed we go eat like I would sneeze and I'm like oh gotta go eat a cookie like oh my my emotions were just tied to food there was like no other options for me so I totally get when that when it comes to that situation but the more you recognize what's really going on and alternative solutions, that's, oh my gosh, it's such a game changer, okay? Okay, so maybe maybe it's not emotions. Maybe you're like, yeah, I'm doing fine, but I am just, I mean, it's a great day, but I'm just, I'm hungry when I get home. A lot of times it's dehydration. So what I recommend, if you find yourself super, super, super hungry, as soon as you walk through the door after a long day of work, grab your Yeti cup or bottled water, And on your way home, drink it all. Even if you have to sit in your parking, in your garage or whatever, in your driveway, finish the water and then get inside your house. You're going to feel so much better. A lot of times, like 90% of the time, when we're ravenously hungry, we are thirsty. We are dehydrated. Our body needs water. So I encourage you to take some sips of water, take like 10 gulps, drink a water bottle, whatever it is, finish whatever water cup, or even if you have a, a... a tea or a soda, just finish it. You need some liquids in your body, okay? That'll help out tremendously. Um, And then if it's meal spacing, this is where people kind of get bit in the butt a little bit when they intermittent fast or they wait too long in between meals to eat. There's a difference between like, for most women, they recommend fasting for 14 hours. If you try to go past that, and you try to do 16 or 18 hours, I mean, there's going to be a point where your body's like, give me all the food, I don't care. And it's like, you do care, but your state of mind and your hunger level is so extreme that your body's like, I don't care, so we just overeat. So it's important to be aware of, okay, what's my limit? Like when I first started intermittent fasting, I couldn't go over 12 hours because if I went over 12 hours, I went over my calories because I would come home and just inhale everything. And I'm like, what's the point of intermittent fasting? you're just going to eat 2,500 calories in one meal, right? So know yourself. Don't push yourself to the limit where you just end up binge eating and just destroying a full day of starving yourself. Like that's not the goal. The goal is to lose weight. Find that balance. Or maybe it's a matter of you have lunch at 11, but then you don't have dinner at 7. And when you come home at 7, you're just starving. Even if you drink water and your emotions are good, you're starving. Well, you waited way too long to eat. There's a difference between being hungry for like 30 minutes to an hour and being hungry for three or four hours. You know what I mean? So if you know that about yourself and you come home ravenous, 
Maybe it's a matter of something having something in the office or in your car that you can eat on your way home. That way you're not ravenous when you get home. I mean, something as simple as like a rice cake can make a huge difference by the time you come home. It doesn't seem like a lot because it's 45 calories, but just something on your stomach makes a difference. Like I know for me, I had two rice cakes one time and I'm like, wow, I was about to like inhale everything, but I just ate those two rice cakes, went and did something and I didn't feel like eating for another like two hours. I'm like, this is great. You know, it could be a handful of grapes or veggies or a bag of baked chips. Even like a 100 calorie Snickers bar. Like, you know, if you make a healthier decision, sure, that's great. But I'd rather you spend 100 calories on something, whether that's a parfait or a beef stick, whatever. Spend 100 calories on something instead of waiting too long and then you're going to be over 1,000 calories. Does that make sense? So I encourage that. Watch out for meal spacing. Watch out if you are intermittent fasting. Know your limit. Know when you push yourself way too far, like way over the edge, okay? So just take it as a learning experience. So those are some of the reasons why people ravenously eat. So next time this happens to you, just take a step back and just reflect and be like, okay, what's really going on? Is it emotions? Am I stressed out? You know, am I doing something that doesn't line up with my values that's stressing me out, that's making me overeat? You know, maybe it's just I'm bored. You know, I have nothing else to do but watch TV and eat and be on social media, you know. Or, hey, I haven't actually drank anything in a couple hours. I'm probably dehydrated. Or maybe it's I waited way too long to eat. So just, it's, it's, it has to be one of those. There's obviously other options, but those that I've noticed within myself and all the clients that I've coached, it's usually one of those three. Those are like the top three reasons why we ravenously eat. So what's, what's the solution? What do you got to do to overcome this? Bring out a pen and paper because you're going to need it. I'm going to teach you a lesson right now, okay? It's super, super valuable. And if you have this in front of your face, by your computer, by your nightstand, it's going to help you out tremendously the next time you ravenously eat. Okay, you ready for it? So you need to plan for next time. Okay, plan it out. So what, what I want you to do is make a list. Okay, one through 10, jot it down, make a list. I want to plan out next time I feel like I'm going to ravenously eat. Okay, so with one of my clients, I, I did this with her and we took like a full hour going over this because it's something she really struggled with. She could track, she could hit her macros, but then there's some days where she's like, oh my gosh, she just just couldn't handle it and just kept overeating. Um, you know, you know, in some, you know, some situations it could be, uh, activity, it could be time of the month, but this was more of her situation was boredom. Okay. It wasn't emotional. Uh, it wasn't her calories. It wasn't meal spacing. Hers was, um, boredom. Um, it wasn't stress. And so what we did is we came up with 10 things to do. Before she reached for that bag of Oreos that she just loves so much. So before she would ravenously eat, not just on multiple things, but she would go hard on Oreos. Okay, that was like her thing. When she was bored, she would just just open up the pack and just leave it open. Because she's not a quitter and she's going to finish it all. And so that's something that she wanted to work on and overcome and not be a slave to, you know, being bored and eating. Like she didn't want to continue just caving into that, right? So what we did is we came up with 10 things to do. The 10th item was actually eating those Oreos. But if she wanted to eat those Oreos, 
It's available. She can eat them. It's on the list. Because what happens if you take something completely out and say, no, you're not allowed to do this anymore? Ooh, your body's just going to want it even more. And then she'll want every Oreo on aisle three and every flavor with all the gallons of milk possible. Okay? So what I wanted, I didn't want to take Oreos out of the picture. I just wanted to make it harder for her to get there. So items one through nine, she made a list of, okay, before I get those Oreos, I got to do all these things. Okay? Because she's bored, so she needs to find ways to be productive. So what she did, number one, was she was doing the dishes. She goes, they always need to be done every day. Either wash them, dry them, or put them away. Taking out the trash. She's like, I'm going to read for 10, 20 minutes. Okay, and this is her list. So as I'm saying these, I encourage you to think of what could you be doing. If, if boredom is one of your, or even emotions or whatever it is, if, if it's one of those, what's the solution that you can do for next time? Okay, and so that was her list. Dishes, trash, she's going to read a little bit, something inspiring, something that's going to uh, distract her, give her some peace or some encouragement, uh, paint her nails, um, or go to a nail salon and actually, you know, get them done professionally. Um, call her mom just to talk to her, you know, stay busy with that because she enjoys talking to her mom and getting on the treadmill. So that way she can get activity in, but distracting um, and just also catching up with her mom. Um, going to the grocery store, you always need something, right? So getting out of the house. Um, organizing, and that could be anywhere from a cabinet to a closet to bedroom to the living room, changing it up. Um, journaling, she's really, really big in journaling. She loves journaling every single day, so that's important to her. Going for a walk outside. And number 10 is actually eating her Oreos. So that's a huge list that she has to do. And you can only imagine how long that would take. It would take her like four hours to get to those Oreos. But what happens is that's actually dinner time. Or that's actually lunch time. And so she trained her brain to connect boredom with activity over boredom and Oreos. Does that make sense? So it's important to provide our brain other options because if we don't provide it your brain is just going to automatically link up to what you've always been doing and that's why they say bad habits are hard to break they're not hard to break you just gotta take the time make the list find other alternative ways so that your brain now has options but the problem with our society right now is we don't take the time to think and reflect and make other options okay and and so that's why i encourage this right now if you struggle with being bored and bored eating or ravenously eating, figure out why and find a solution that doesn't involve food. This is huge, okay? A lot of times people are like bored and, well, let's go through drive through you know, because it's something to do or let's go get ice cream. What else could you do before you do that? What else could you get done? Maybe that could be a reward. And maybe you start off with like five things. Maybe you don't have to go to the extreme with 10. Um, but that was her number. She really wanted to do 10 things. And I'm like, let's do that. But if you at least pick five things to distract you, to, to do besides eat, you're training your brain of other options. So uh, I've done this throughout the years, and it oh my goodness, it is such a game changer. Um, I, I had a stressful situation come up the other day, and I reflected back and I thought, this is amazing. I am not craving anything. Like Whereas before, if, I, if it was a stressful situation... It'd be like, where, where's my hot Cheetos? 
Oh, I don't have any. I'm going to go to the store right now and grab them because I need them because they are comforting and I need some joy in my life right now. <laughs> Hot Cheetos were always my answer. And so for me to go through that stressful situation a couple days ago and my first thought was, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to handle it? Uh, and my solution was action and it was more research. It was more reading. It was, you know... I, me just stressing out about wasn't going to do anything. I actually had to put in the time to read more, to study more, to ask more questions, to reach out uh, to other mentors. Like I had, I, that was my solution. As soon as I did that, I felt better. Um, and it helped me not ravenously eat on hot Cheetos. So I've gotten really good at figuring out how to handle my emotions better so that I don't ravenously eat like I used to. So that's what I encourage if you struggle with ravenously eating, take a look. What are those three options? Is it emotional, you know, state that's that's bothering you, that's causing you to ravenously eat? Is it dehydration? Maybe you need to crank up your water, or is it meal spacing? And then if it's any of those, make a list of how how am I going to handle this next time? Review it, look at it. You can't just write it one time and hope your brain remembers. Learn from it, and if it keeps happening, keep writing, keep working on it. If you have any questions, you are more than welcome. To, to message me. Um, these are some of the things that I go over in my 21-day program for $1. Um, if you're interested in literally me talking to you, customizing what you're going through and helping you navigate through that, I am so happy to work with you, okay? So if you're interested, just email me, info at core1031fit.com, and you can sign up for our program right now, your first 21 days. Just a dollar. One dollar. There's no, everyone's like, Tanya, are you serious? Just a dollar? I'm like, yes, it's just a dollar. Because I want you to start feeling good right now. I want you to start making, start feeling happy about yourself right now. You don't have to wait till January 3rd or 4th or, you know, after the holidays or after the events. You can start feeling better right now. And as soon as you have a plan and we talk it out, you're going to feel so much better in, in knowing what to do. So again, core, I'm sorry, info at core1031fit.com. Uh, we can get started right now. So um, I really encourage it. But if you enjoyed this episode, um, I'd love to hear about it. If you leave me a review, um, share it with a friend or family who's going through this. Uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. And I know they would too. Um, keep sending in your questions. I love discussing them. Have an awesome day. And we will be back later this week. I'm interviewing uh, one of my dear friends now. Uh, she became just an in-body scan uh, customer and we turned out to end up being friends. She kept coming in for an in-body scans, was losing weight through her PCOS uh, diagnosis. So um, if you have PCOS or if you know somebody who does and their doctor said that they they can't lose weight, it's not possible. That is not true. So we're going to be talking um, to her and I'm going to interview uh, a dear friend and we're going to go over how she lost weight with PCOS and how she broke the limiting belief that she couldn't because her doctor said she couldn't. So Stay tuned for that interview. I'm super excited about it, but have an awesome day. Have an awesome new year and uh, stay in touch.